Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Steeler Stat Geek. This is Behind the Steel Curtain Deputy Editor Dave Schofield coming at you once again with my big brother, Rich saying, hey, let's talk about this Steelers game. How's it going, Rich? Going great. Another great uh, Tuesday, basking off the win of a Steelers. Um, yeah, doesn't get much better than having the week after a victory. Exactly. That's Those victory Mondays are fantastic. Yeah. So here we are on a, still even feeling a little bit on a victory Tuesday. Before we get started, I have to give a shout out. I have to give a shout out to one. Brian Anthony Davis, because today is his birthday. Happy birthday, he, Brian. He is 33 years 33 old. No, I don't know. I, oh. <laughs> no, I don't know how he's older than me. He's about your age. I think he might have you by a year or two. Um, but today cool. is his birthday. Uh, I had to say happy birthday to Brian. For the, I know a lot of people out there um, that are listening, they they listen to Brian on the shows and they would, they would, actually wish him happy birthday as well. I'm already getting happy birthdays in the live chat. Who's bad? Yeah, that's right. Brian Anthony Davis, happy birthday out there. Um, if you actually ever listen to the show. So <laughs> here we go. What a, wow. Wow. Uh, he uh, Did you see the live chat? He got back to you quick. Really? Uh, uh, on, oh, of course there, it starts to shift already. The, uh, the whole, uh, 
screenshot that Kyle had for you last oh, week. Oh, yes. He was nervous about the three touchdowns. Um, yes, we did have one wager last week where someone said that if Duck threw three touchdowns, he was buying me a jersey. I'm like, deal. I'm holding you to that. Who's going to turn away a free jersey? Um, but we didn't have three passing touchdowns. But you want to know what? I don't care because more important than three passing touchdowns is one victory. One victory. One victory. So uh, it's here we are, Victory Tuesday already. We're going to talk about this game a little bit, but I'm ready to move on. I actually have an article that, that I did that's going to run tomorrow. I would have liked, kind of liked to have got it out today, um, but we had some other stuff this afternoon that we decided to run instead, and that is um, so long, Cleveland Browns. You are no longer in our thoughts. We have two games over with you. We have moved on. We don't have to think about the incident. We don't have to worry about how great you are on paper. We don't have to worry about you unless you're less than 5% odds come true of you making the postseason. That we don't have to think about you. We're focused ahead at winning these next four games and getting to the playoffs while you can sit back and pout and jump in Lake Erie. Did you see that one? I of did. The, of the fan that lost it and jumped in Lake Erie. We can stay in your heads for the next year. We'll deal with you in the 2020 season. So you are now an afterthought. Got to love it. Got to move on. Before we jump into this, I have to make an announcement. I haven't been saying it enough on this show. People have been asking for the Survivor Pool update. And the update is, it is over. We have a winner. I couldn't believe it that we got one winner on one shot, meaning usually you get down to a small group. Maybe everybody gets eliminated and they all got to get kicked back in. Not this time. We have one winner. And the way it went down was we had five contestants left out of the 592 entries. Three picked the Panthers, which looked really good. And then they went up 14 nothing, then really bad. Then they got a little bit of hope there at the end when they recovered that onside kick, which looked terrible by the Redskins. But then they ended up, um, they would have needed the touchdown, a two point conversion. They ended up getting a strip sack, I do believe. Then someone else picked the Jets over the Bengals, which with Andy Dalton coming back, I'm like, this team's going to be a little bit different. I, I thought that was a chance where that the Bengals had a chance to win that game. I can't remember if I picked the Bengals or not. Um, I got so used to picking against them. It just didn't matter. But then the one person that was remaining had a late game and they had the chiefs over the Raiders. And that one was never in doubt. So we have a winner. The winner came from league number three. And the and the uh, the contestant's name was Just Blaze. I have reached out to this contestant via email, and I have not heard back. So, Just Blaze, if you're listening, check your email. Get back to me. I wanted some information about you. I definitely got to know certain things to get you get you to sign David DeCastro football. So make sure you get back to me because we need that. Um, I do have someone that says I need I need a Christmas tree like my bro. I actually do. I have. This is actually my wife's little Christmas tree. It runs off of a USB port, which I can't use and still be able to use my mouse. Um, so it's not plugged in, but I did set it behind me. But because it's so small and it's um, hidden with these books, for those of you looking on YouTube, it's up there. It's just not lit. But Merry Christmas to everybody. We are in December. It is time for December football. And guess what? The Steelers are 1-0 in December. Rich, Ooh. give me a number from Sunday that you'd like to point out. 
124. I was off by one. <laughs> I was you said 125, one. right? I said we needed to rush for 125 yards. We rushed for 124. Uh, you know, probably a couple of those had a little bit extra to it. Maybe if you crunched all those together, give me that extra yard, and, and there it was. So I like the rushing numbers. Yes, the rushing numbers were great, and it was on, am I correct, was it 34 attempts? Do I 30, have that right? 32 attempts. 32. I knew it was in the 30s, and it was an even number. Yep. Um, I took a shot, and I missed it. <laughs> so that was fantastic. Now, we're gonna, I'm going to dive into that a little bit more because of the title of the episode. But before we do, is there any other numbers? I got one I'd like to say. Yeah, go ahead. The, the, to me, when everything changed, 31. The 31-yard completion to James Washington when the cadence got the Browns to jump off sides. It happened right in front of that, uh, Duck Hodges, so he knew that they were across, whether he saw the flag or not, and he took the shot. I remember one time that that um, they had an offsides back when Rudolph was quarterbacking, and I was he upset because he didn't take the shot. Didn't take the shot. Yep. Okay. I, I don't know if he didn't if he wasn't sure if it was an offsides or whatnot, but he didn't. Um, he was hesitant, which kind of sums up a lot of his time with the Steelers as the starter. But Hodges saw it. He took the shot. Great catch. Really close on the sidelines. But that wasn't worth challenging because you're like, well, do I really want to back it up and still give up a penalty and give him another third down? And it looked like there was still a little bit of green there on the side that he made that catch. That was fantastic. And Cree already threw it out here because I see some numbers coming out here. Um, I'm not even looking for him yet, but I did see one, one, one. That's how about 111 yards. That was going to be my next one. That was my next number. Yes. Yep. That we had 111 yards. Um, we're getting some, we got, well, one of them wasn't quite right there. We got, uh, two takeaways. We had one fumble recovery, one interception, both in the second half. And you got to love that turnover that you're like, oh, you didn't get points off of turnovers. No, you got to kneel down off of a turnover. Sure. And I've mentioned that before, that that's my favorite play after a turnover is a kneel down. Yep. Um, that was fantastic. Uh, a number I threw out of my article. You got another one you want to go with first? No go, ahead. no, go ahead. Seven. I liked that there was only seven incompletions oh, by Hodges yeah. in the game, mm-hmm. that he was very efficient. They they still rushed more than they passed, but it wasn't a crazy number. Um, I think Lance Williams had said on, uh, yeah, I said it, that uh, 20 to 25 passing attempts would be perfect. And what was it? It was 21. He was 20. 14 for 21, seven incompletions. Technically six because one was caught by the other team, um, but like I said, that that was one of those that that was on the receiver as well, but probably shouldn't have. Maybe that might have been one that I, even if he did keep going, might not have been the best throw. I didn't get the game. Uh, I had to stream it online, so I didn't have a chance to to watch it again. So I can't go back and break that one down like some people can. So. But and some of those of those incompletions were throwaways, and we'll we'll talk about the last one um, oh, yeah, we will. Uh, um, at some point. Because and um, I'm going to go ahead and say any numbers to, in the live chat. I know some people were throwing some out there. Um, I'll I'll look back a little bit at some of the ones I saw. Um, uh, Dennis said two, too many penalties again, <laughs> <laughs> which which was true. Um, there was yeah. there was a good bit of penalties. 
Uh, I thought there would be penalties in this game. I thought there'd be more early just for them the sake of throwing them, just to try to say, hey, we're the officials and we're in control. But uh, I kind of like how incident-free this game was. That was pretty nice. Yeah. Um, the penalties, uh, if I know what Dennis is talking about there, mm-hmm. that I didn't like all the false starts. Too many false start penalties. Yeah. Well, there was one penalty, false start penalty that cost him a foot. Um, True. So if you're going to – well, let's just say this. His cadence was so hard, he got his own guys to jump, trying to get the other team to give him the free five yards. But, uh, yeah, you kind of want to – you should know that's coming anyway. Hey, uh, Ron's got one. How about number of five sacks against Mayfield and his mustache? Yeah. I, I, don't, um, actually, I don't know. They might have only had three against the mustache. They might have knocked it out after the first three. Uh, uh, there's another one I'd like to throw in along with that, which is a seven. Mm-hmm. Okay, seven Another quarterback, seven? seven quarterback hits, seven quarterback hits. I like that, yeah. including one quarterback hit of his hand on a face mask. Yeah, um, how ironic! Yeah, hey, uh, Mango Masher's got one, um, 29 yards for OBJ and 3.6 yards per carry for Chubb, which is low for where um, Chubb has, for where Chubb has been. Yes, yeah. yes, uh. Joey Franklin Jr., I was going to say, wait till we get to questions a little bit later and type that one again, because I want to answer that one. You know what? No, I'll answer it now. I'll answer it now. Okay. Um, That was wanting to know, since we have Pouncey back, who's getting cut, it was kind of interesting, because we didn't, I had to do an article on this, because they got the 48-hour waiver to put him on the exempt list, which means he can practice, but not count for the roster, because that's what usually happens when a player comes back from suspension, especially if it's more than one game. That allows them to get up to uh, practice conditioning without having to make the roster move. But the Steelers made the corresponding roster move anyway, which was kind of silly. And that, But that might have been to try to get him through waivers to re-sign him to the practice squad in order for practice tomorrow, which, uh, which we'll see. And that was uh, center Patrick Morris uh, that was called up when Pouncey was put on the suspended list. Um, he was called out from the practice squad. He was released. He was waived. So if he if he passes waivers, I'm sure the Steelers are putting him right back to the practice squad. He got a helmet both games, never saw the field because he didn't have to see the field, which was nice. Um, so that's the situation with Pouncey. Hey, uh, um, just, just me asked, what was our yards per carry? That was 3.9. Yes, I had that written down. Yeah, we had talked about Chubb, so then he had popped up there. What were our yards per carry? We were yep. 3.9 a carry. Yeah, 3.9. Um, I didn't catch this one. How about this? Um, <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> Says, how, yeah, how about his 20 to 13 prediction for the score? He's, he wants to know if he can give next week's score. Um, remember, I had 16 to 10 the week before, and I didn't even pick the right team the following week because I picked the Browns to win. I kind of did it right along with what I did back when, when Rudolph took over. I picked for them to lose in San Francisco just because I didn't know how easy it would be to figure everything out against a good opponent. But you know what? They did. They figured it out. Um, let's talk about them them uh, uh, figuring it out. And that was <laughs> – sorry, hold on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one more. I got to bring this one up. I got to bring this one up, and then we'll talk about the other thing. Mango Masher, how about another number of zero? Zero movement by duck on that <laughs> start, yeah. which uh, which was pretty funny. Yeah, he didn't move. I don't know why. I mean, that 
I don't know if the Steelers would have got in the end zone, sorry, in the touchdown zone um, after that penalty. But you know what? They didn't because of the penalty. I don't, they still might have just ended up with a field goal. You don't know, but it really took away their chances of getting the touchdown when, when it was what, like it was second, was it second and seven? I think it was second and seven because it made it second and 12. But I mean, it should have been second and two. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I mean, it should have been second and two. They came across with, I mean, unless they were calling it on his voice, which, uh, how could that be a false start when it's the quarterback? Because you could call a false start on a lineman imitating the snap count. If the official hears it, if you know that, I don't know if people know know that that could be a penalty on either side of the ball. If you're trying to do something and you're not the quarterback with your voice to get the other team to jump off, that's a penalty if they hear it. So I don't see how that could be against the quarterback. That just had to be um, just, just ridiculous. So um, uh, I was, we were on our way back. Actually, it stopped at your place. We're on our drive back. So I was listening to the game on satellite radio. So I had Bill Hillgrove, Tunchilkin. They went back. They couldn't believe they made that call. They went back, looked at the replay multiple times, and they just they they were dumbfounded. They could not figure out. They were like, he did not move. Yeah. 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 I mean, they they were they were dumbfounded on that. And those of you Brian talked about Brian and Tony talked about last night that Dan Fouts, because of some history with the Steelers when he was a player, he's not the biggest Steeler fan when he comes to an announcer. He was beside himself with them not overturning the touchback, which was a touchback. Um, I mean, everyone came on and said, Oh, yes, this has to be a touchback. You know, Gene Steratore came on, this has to be a touchback. Then they didn't call it a touchback because of Mr. Heads or Tails. Al Riveron um, says, nope, we're going to say that he had possession of that ball and it should have been dead at that moment before he fell into the end zone. That's never, ever, 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 ever been the case because you can pick up the ball and wave it around in the air. And if you step on the end line to to go hand it to, to the official, it's a touchback. It doesn't matter how long the play's over. If you ever step in, I mean, until the official takes the ball from you, it could be 10 seconds after the play if you're still celebrating. And they will call a touchback if you step on that end line. So that can't be the call. So this is this is just crazy. Um, Joey said something, and this is something to help us to talk about a few other things. Why are they not solidifying Duck as the quarterback for the rest of the season? Why are they saying game, saying, uh, game to game as the starter? Oh, I mean... I, I, you go first, and then I'll give my take. Me, me. Yeah. Um, well, why didn't we do that with Mason after he took over and you know, won a couple games right off the bat? We could have done that with him. Yeah. Okay. We didn't. We've now benched him because his play was poor. Yeah. If Duck comes out and uh, you know, lays a duck egg, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. We're we're going back. Yeah. Uh, here's 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 what I think. Here's what I think. I think that Coach Tomlin knows more about the mental state of his players than any of us ever will. And I think that he believes saying, duck at you this week. Go out there and do what you can do. And then we'll see. Is better for him. Is better for I'm, Duck. Is yeah. better for Duck. You're probably right. I can't say this for sure because I'm not in the locker room. I don't know this. But handling it this way, Duck's different. Duck and Rudolph, similar in play, completely different in mentality. I think everyone, almost everyone, can agree, at least with the mentality part, that they have a completely different mentality. The way you handle one does not mean the way you handle the other. And as Coach Tomlin has said before, I don't treat all my players equally. I treat them all fair. So sometimes you got to treat different, treat players differently based on how they are. And maybe the best, maybe he knows that he's going to get the most out of duck by saying you're starting this week. Then we'll see. Okay. Maybe that's, maybe that's the kind of guy he is. All right. And, um, uh, Jeffrey Benedict, I'm glad you're here. Um, because I was looking for your email today because I'm going to rip off your fantastic material that you had in your article. Um, and it says where, where duck is one to know was it Arizona coming up. He's one to know on this stretch. He's two and O overall. Okay. Um, so that's, that, that's just that, that's fantastic. Here's the deal. Although it's very, very interesting because I wrote an article after the game, immediately after the game, because I was told I need an article. So I had to write one. So I did. So here comes the article. And I'm like, it was something that Jeff and Lance were talking about. It was some stuff that we had going on during the game. I was extremely frustrated once again. And it was the whole reason that I did not pick the Steelers to win is that I did not know that they would implement an offensive game plan to have them win the game, especially after they went down 10 to nothing. I didn't have faith in that. I, you, you know, I've, we have both been very critical of Randy Feetner yep. as the offensive coordinator. And I, and I do want to say this as his, with his play calling, I apparently, I mean, to take this, this hodgepodge of players that's without Connor, without Juju, without Ben, without Pouncey this past week, and to still win games is, a, is, should get praise of all the coaches. So he, so they're doing some good things with that, but that doesn't mean that he couldn't be a better play caller. In my opinion, maybe how he did it and how it worked out, it was exactly what he had planned all along. But the point of my article was this. I don't think he was playing in three and out, three and out. No, I don't think he was playing that. If he was playing in three and out, three and out, then we need to get him to rethink his plan. Yes. So what what happened was um, there were no completions beyond the line of scrimmage in the first couple drives, in the first two drives. None. No completions that where the ball was caught beyond the line of scrimmage. There was maybe one or two throws, but they weren't complete. It seemed like they were everything was going to be short and, and right around there. Then comes the the fantastic, as we already talked about, taking the shot on the free play. That opened up a long pass. 
and got them down to get a field goal when they were down 10 nothing. But what's crazy, if you go back and look at that play, the next play was a little bit – got some creativity with the, with the double reverse with Deontay Johnson. That was a yeah, nice play. That was a nice play. But everything was runs from that, on, from that point on. It was all runs until they got down to that play where Duck almost lost it out of bounds. I, not, they were trying to be creative, so I don't want to knock him too much, but I don't know if it was the right, right thing there. That's very um, – what's that called? Um, Outcome-driven. But they go down the, and they get the field goal. Still hadn't, still hadn't, had only taken the one shot, and that was on the free play. Then the defense forces a three and out, which means the Steelers are getting the ball just inside of two minutes, down seven, two minute drill. Sorry, Coach Feetner, you don't have a chance but to, but, but to push the ball down the field. So they did. That was his only option. So they did. And what happened? You had completion, completion. Deep shot incompletion. I'm like, oh, great. That was their one try. try. They didn't complete it. Now they're just going to dink and duck. I was surprised they even threw the ball. I'm glad they were down the seven points at that point or else they probably would have just said, oh, we'll just run it and go in at the half. But they were trying to get some of those points back, which was the right call. And then what they do, they turn around the next play. Big completion to Tevin Jones, who got hit early. He was bent backwards by the time the ball got to him, and he still made that catch. That was pretty impressive. Yeah. And then the very next play, Washington interfered, interfered with, comes up with it anyway. From that impressed. point on, was it was really, a whole different team. I was really impressed with the comes up with it anyway. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, that 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 catch was impressive. Yeah, it was very impressive. So my my point was, with the Steelers opening, showing that they could go deep, notice what happened when they came out in the opening drive of the second half. Great combination. Deep throws, short throws, runs. Great mix-up, down the field, touchdown. The, the plays, those plays at the end of the first half set up for the defense to have to play that way for the Steelers to get that touchdown. It was fantastic. Now, what I think was interesting is I said that was Devlin Hodges shined in that moment, but it wasn't because Feetner took the handcuffs off of him. It was because the circumstances were set up for him. That was the point of my article. Uh, I had kind of a sensational headline because um, Jeff Hartman has taught me, well, you got to try to get, you got, you got to try to get people to actually read it. So. Um, about 40,000 views of the article. So that, so that's pretty, you know, pretty good, but it was controversial. Some people thought I was completely bashing Randy Feigner. I was bashing his play calling early. I thought the play calling in the second half was great. Yeah. Um, what they do on that? Well, first of all, boom, 11 yards from the one foot line. Fantastic. We'll talk about that. Then they had, a third and a five and a, th and a third and six from what I looked up. Some people said it was two third and sixes. I think it depends on where you get your stats from. And they threw it and they, and, and they converted both of them. And then they had another third down late and they threw it again. And a lot of people in this article was like the dumbest, that was the dumbest call of the game. No, it wasn't. I liked it. I liked the call to throw it on third down. You get that first down and you're taking the knee without them touching the ball. Right. Um, the wildcat play on second and seven, wasn't a big fan of it because they, because it was a tele, you know, a telegraph run. They had been successful with it, but more 
more in the first half, I think, than the second half, and they might have adjusted that at halftime. I would have rather just seen them power the ball like they had been. I actually, um, th- I actually thought more yards were, th- were there if uh, Samuels hands that ball off and doesn't keep it. Yeah, because he kept it every time they ran the Wildcat. Yeah. I would have yeah. liked to have seen the other option. Mm-hmm. So that was that one. Sorry, I got some allergy stuff going on. Um, and then, so, so, they, so they run the pass play. I like the play call. What I didn't like was, and this is, you know, he's only a few games in. He'll learn. I'm not going to yep. bust him on too much. You're better off. Most of the times you're like, oh, throw it away. Don't take the sack. Play field position. Not when the clock was coming into play there. But just as guilty as that, on that first third down conversion, Deontay Johnson goes out of bounds. Yeah. Instead of staying in. Would have used another 35 seconds of clock or made them have to burn a timeout earlier. That one, that one hurt a little bit. Clock management there. These are young players. Those are both rookies out there that did that. You've got to remember that. I'm sure they were talking about that in meetings mm-hmm. today. Yeah. Yeah, and it's use it as a learning experience. Yep. Uh, luckily, the defense, you know, came through yet again. So, <laughs> Cree says yes, yeah. like well for me. I need it, man. I am stuffed up. Um, you can probably tell my voice. So that that was pretty. But I don't. Some people are like, yeah, you're right. Feetner needs to go. I don't think Feetner needs to go. I just think he needs to loosen up a little bit. As they go. So let's talk about that going forward. Let's talk about some of these things going forward. I want to see Coach Feetner loosen up a little bit in the first drive. You guys have heard me talk about the first drive a ton. And the reason I say this all comes on Feetner is these are your scripted plays. These are the plays that you are scripting and running and looking for each week. All right. Here's the first drive on the season. There's only been two drives, two games where they've where they've actually gained over 10 yards. Unfortunately, I, I couldn't find a place that told me how many first downs there were, but it told me how many yards and how long it was. You ready? Here you go. Week one, seven plays, 27 yards, punt. Week two, three plays, minus two yards, punt. Week three, three plays, five yards, field goal because that they already had the ball in field goal range because of decent defensive turnover. And that is the only points on the opening drive. The Steelers have this season week four, two plays. Uh, where is it? Three yards fumble week, week five, Baltimore, three plays, nine yards punt week six. Uh, this, this was the duck starting out in LA three plays, four yards punt. Miami, two plays, one yard, interception. Indy, six plays, 26 yards. They had a couple first downs there. Interception. Rams, two plays, minus 14 yards, fumble. Are you ready? The last three, the last three goes, goes three plays, no yards, punt. Three plays, eight yards, punt. And this past week, three plays, negative nine yards punt. Now the negative nine yards came on Hodges. A lot of people say they love his pocket presence. I'm not a fan of his pocket presence. I'm a fan of his willingness to move in the pocket, but it doesn't always mean he moves properly because a couple times early in the game, and this is stuff that can, can be fixed, is that he went to escape right into pressure. That he needs to realize that 
when the offensive linemen are driving guys deep in the into the arc, like a lot of people were complaining about Bud Dupree being driven back in the arc, um, that you need to step up. And he didn't step up. He stepped back right where the pressure was coming. Uh, anything you want to say there, bro? I've been talking a good bit. No, no. Those first drives, you and I have talked about them a lot. Um, at some point, you got to hope we get that figured out. Yes. Um, do I think there is a, I think there is some combinations there with the fact that, um, do I want to say, yeah, we kind of throw this all on Feetner and, and I'm telling you the majority of it has to go there, but in some ways I want to say, I understand him a little bit. Um, he, he's trying to run some plays and get a feel for where his players are at because some, you know, especially our receivers, well, and without James in there, a lot of our running backs, these are guys we don't know a whole lot about. Yeah. And I, I know he's just trying to feel it around a little bit, probably, and figure out, okay, who's who's got it today? Yep. Yeah, but see, and but my, my biggest fear, and I actually said this on Sunday, is I love deferring. I love deferring. So you can do what the Steelers did. Score late in the first half, score in your first position of the second half. That was 14 points there. Right there. Um, with only one short possession in between because they scored with a minute left in the first half. But my problem with deferring is you're giving the other team a possession, you're not doing anything with your possession, and then you're giving them another one. You're basically giving them two for none because you're not even really your, – your scripted plays aren't, aren't getting you anything. So you've got to do something there, especially when you're giving up that field goal right off the bat. Yeah, and I and I'll tell you what I'd love to see at some point. So re- remember back um, the Ben's first Super Bowl run. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Remember how everybody said, "Well, it was the bus carried us there, the bus carried us there, the bus carried us there." But it, do you remember during that run, the game in Denver, where we came out and Ben, and they instead of running the ball like crazy, we started throwing the ball like are you crazy. Talking, and ben lit it up. Are you talking the AFC Championship game? Yes, in Denver. Yes. Okay. Okay. And so, although we, that was a year where we were really relying heavy on the run, and you know, but yeah, you know, we came out. We did something different at, at some yeah. point in time, and it really paid off. Yeah, that's what we need to. Ooh. As fans, that's what we need to get our confidence back up in this team starting off games. We need one of these games where we come out, we just do things a little bit differently, and we just go off. Yeah. Well, and, not that, and I've talked about this, especially with the jumbo package, which is getting better. But the thing is, is when the other team knows what you're doing, you know, you come out against Denver and they're expecting you to go run, run, run. And like, oh my goodness, they're, they're airing the ball out. This is not what we expect. And that's when you're going to have some success, being able to do the unexpected. And I think that's the problem. Maybe they're just too stuck on their sheet is the problem. Maybe yeah. they're just that, that, that they're like, oh, well, they're, they're playing for us to do this. We need to do something different. Maybe it's the adapting on the fly very early, but maybe this could be Coach Feetner getting his feel. We got to remember, he's not even two years into an NFL offensive coordinator. So I bust on him, but I don't think, just like with other things, I don't think he's a lost cause. 
I just think he needs to get better. I've got to hit a couple of these super chat things yep. before they disappear. I went back. I got Dennis. He said he get put two dollars into the tip jar. He says he's impressed with Duck's accuracy. I thought you don't have to be pinpoint accurate as much as you've got to give your receiver a chance to make a play. And that's what I think he does well is he puts the ball and to, to give his receivers a chance to make a play. What do you think? He, he anticipates and throws to the spot. Yes. And I often talk about it with Duck. Saw it early on when I was at the preseason game against Kansas City, mm -hmm. that he has the ability to throw guys open. And that's what I kind of yep. mean by that. He has the ability to anticipate where they're going to be, get the ball to that spot, get the ball out in front of the guy where they can make a play, not the defender. Yes, absolutely. Um, this one we kind of already talked about a little bit is what we were talking about. Uh, Grayson Brown throws 499 to the tip jar. He says, um, I don't know. I'm still not convinced by the win. The offensive coordinator is still terrible. It was sloppy. The offense cannot sustain us in stiffer competition. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. But at the same time, it's still a process with some of these young. I mean, look at it. If you count Ben Roethlisberger, the offense was missing four pro bowlers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Four pro bowlers. No Ben. No Connor. No Juju. No Pouncey. Four pro bowlers. Out. So I know I busted on Coach Feeder with the play calls because... But And they're like, oh, but look, it's a triage unit. But you know what? They always say the standard is the standard, and the next man's up. So guess what? Get, take take your shot regardless of who, of who you got is what I'd like to see. But you know what? They are getting wins. It can be frustrating at times, but they're getting wins. Vodka drinker. Hey, haven't seen vodka drinker for a little bit. $6 in the tip jar. Question, have the Steelers ever made the playoffs without scoring more than 30 points in a regular season game? That is... Is a, wow, great a great question. That is one that I do not know off the top of my head, and that would take me some time to get. But you know what? Tune in Thursday. Help me out. I know Kyle's watching there next to you. Screenshot that for me again, Kyle, and send it to me so I can answer that on the preview on Thursday. Actually, now, for those he's, of you he's, up, he's upstairs doing homework on the, on the desktop oh. computer, but <laughs> he is watching. At least he said he was going to be watching. So Gotcha. Oh. Never mind. Oh. <laughs> Never mind. He snuck down. Everybody snuck yeah. downstairs. I wasn't paying attention. I guess he got his yep. homework done. Yes. So going forward, here we go. Oh, I should say this. For those of you that are wondering what we were just talking about, we said the super chat that has a feature here on YouTube where you can type in your comment, you hit the little dollar sign, you can donate any money you want to the show, and it'll it'll highlight the comment and we will guarantee you to bring it up. Use it if you wish. Don't feel like you have to. What you can do that can definitely help us out is make sure you are liking the video, make sure you're subscribing to the channel, make sure if you're listening to it in podcast that you're giving a good review there. We just thank you, thank you, thank you for, for all of that. Um, I don't know if this is true. Um, 
um, we're getting some 1971 answers in the live chat. Um, here we go. Jeffrey Benedict that says Steelers haven't had a season without a 30 point game since 1971. So that's just a season without a 30 point game period, let alone if they made the playoffs. So that's a fantastic stat. Maybe I don't have to answer that on the preview or since Brian doesn't listen to the show anyway, maybe I'll just ask him that as a trivia question. Um, I, I got to say this. I was going to steal some of his numbers. I don't know if we're going to be able to do that because we've gotten into so many other things. But uh, do you guys still have me? I just my headphones just went yep. fun, went funky. Gotcha. Okay. Um, Jeffrey Benedict had a fantastic article on on the website today, and I want to make sure that I got the exact title. And that is the Steelers' offense is just playing better with Devlin Hodges at the helm. He had fantastic numbers backing this up. Yeah, if you did. have not seen seen this. Go in and check this out. Um, just, I'll, I'll give you a slight preview. What he was talking about is, is I'm, here's, Jeffrey, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to read where, where you had the block quote. He says, if you take the total yards and points scored in a season and divide it by the number of possessions a team had, you get their yards and points per drive. Taking that number and the number of drives that the team had in the game, you can predict how many points and yards they would gain on average for that game. I'm assuming that he's taken away the drives that I take away, which are ones that consist only of kneel downs. Kneel downs. I don't, I don't count those. Yep. Um, if you take the actual production from that game, it will give you a pretty good idea of how well the opposing defense was able to stop that offense. If you want to get a percentage of expected yards and points for an offense, you look at the defense they face, how many yards and points that that defense typically gives up per drive, multiply that number of drives in the game and compare that to the actual yards and points gained in the game. If that made any sense, fantastic. But he showed that there not, I read it and I really liked it. Yes, it was fantastic. So, and he showed that Hodges was over a hundred percent. I don't. I, I I can't find the exact. Okay, in thirty-one. Whoa, whoa, whoa there. It just skipped. in thirty-one point seven drives because. At first, I thought he had a typo when I was going to go fix it, but I realized it's because one drive was split between Rudolph and Hodges when Rudolph got knocked out. Um, he said that um, they have scored 108.2% of expected points and 86.9% of expected yards. That's fantastic uh, numbers that I just can't get over. That um, that that was really, really, really good stuff. If you have not checked out that article and you're here and you like numbers, you've got to go get that article. Um, so uh, Kyle says, when it comes to 1971, the Steelers did not make the playoffs that year. So I don't know. We're going to have to go back further to see if they ever had that with that point total. Uh, someone was saying it before. Mm. Let's see. Someone who was just up a few here. Um only year this, uh, Jeffrey was back in there. Only year Steelers made the playoffs before 71 was in 1947, and they had a 30-point game that season. So it's never happened. So it's, there's a good chance it's never happened. I'd like to get in and look some stuff up and confirm that. Yeah. Um, but Some people I say, well, let me check that number. But I'll be honest with you, if, if, if Jeffrey says that, I'm, I'm going to take it as that that's one that I can go with. Uh, but, yeah, that's, that's, that's very intriguing. I, I might want to – Look up at that, that gives me an idea of something I'm going to do for the preview on Thursday. So speaking of preview, we, we got like 20 minutes left in the show. We want to get to some questions and numbers at the end. So let's go ahead real quick. Let's answer the question first. And and I'll I'll put this out to the live chat. The question of the title of the show has the power running game returned 
to Pittsburgh. What do you think, bro? Um, a little early for me to say returned. I will say improved. <laughs> I like it. I like that answer. Uh, why, why do you say that? Um, because I don't want to say that it's returned because it's not there for good until you see it on a regular basis. Okay, we saw, I saw it in the Cleveland game. We ran the ball between the tackles much more effectively. Well, the most effective that we had since the game against Miami when we had Roosevelt next in there as a lead blocker. Yes. Um, and like I say, we actually had more successful runs when Nix wasn't in the game. Correct. Because when he wasn't in there, they weren't expecting us to run. Because right. like I say, deception is key. Lots of people, almost everybody says no. And then they're like, oh, good answer. Agreed. Improved. Improved. I would say no, it is not returned, but it's going in the right direction. So well, improved is a great way to say it. Yeah. Yes. So let's let's look at some numbers from this. Uh, let's just look at Benny Snell against the Cleveland Browns. Here's what's crazy. You know how many carries Benny Snell had in the first half against the Browns? No, I don't. Well, we had 16 for the game. What did we go? Did we really do it eight and eight? Nope. No. No. What did Three. he have? Yeah, he didn't run. We didn't run. Three well. carries in the first half. Okay. Three carries oh, in the first half. Hold on. Steeler mm -hmm. fan 74 is coming up there. We we need to send that to Lance. <laughs> I'm bringing it up. Yes. Forget Lance and his Benny No Jets. How about Benny Power Jets? You're right. Because power. Power is the right way to say it. Power is the right way to say it. I like that. That's a good one. So he had three carries in the first half um, for a total of eight yards, which is 2.68 yards per carry. His first his first one was for no gain. Right. Oh, no. No, it wasn't for no gain. Sorry. It was for one yard. One yard. So his first carry of the game was for one yard. In the second half, um, he had 13 carries, 55 yards, two, uh, sorry, 4.23 yards per carry. Uh, he had, but what I like is this. I look at the, the, the inefficient, ineffective runs. He had a one yard run for his first carry of the game. He had a one yard touchdown run. You can't get right. more than one yard, even if you run through the back of the end zone. Right. So that one's kind of thrown out. He had a, he had a no gain early in the fourth quarter and he had a run right before that touchdown run of which was a minus six, which was just a play that they blew up. Um, I wanted to go back and look at that play again, but like I said, I I couldn't uh, DVR the game because I had to watch it online. So other than the minus six and the zero, he had one yards. He had one carry that was two yards. Everything else was three, and and most of them were four. So that's what I th that's what I think of with power running. Power running doesn't always mean that you're ripping off ten yards a carry. Power running means you were you were falling ahead and you're not getting the negative yards as well. Power running is you're getting hit at two yards, gaining four or five. Yes. I like that. I like that. Okay. Um, Steeler fan 74. I keep bringing up the same person. Sorry, but he said at Kentucky, Benny got stronger, the more they used him. And I think that was kind of, honestly, I think maybe they didn't use him much in the first half because they're saving him in case they need that bruiser at the end of the game that they want to make sure they can do it without wearing him out which would be smart if the Steelers are thinking about not wearing out a running back. So that's some of the numbers behind if about the Steelers power running game. 
what numbers do you want to see? We'll start off specifically with the running game. What would what would you like to see against Arizona? Again, um, I I like seeing that 125 yards. When we can make 125 yards, I feel so much more confident that we're going to get a win. Yeah, I got to bring up this one, Ronan. Says that's power football. It starts off three yards in a cloud of dust, then where's the defense and big gains in the second half? Yep, big gains like like an eleven yard run on your own one foot line, things like that. Yep, absolutely. So yeah, I would I like that total. Like I said, let's go up to the one sixty. Now, I wrote I I had an article today that was the um it was the oh uh, betting preview that the Steelers are favored by two and a half points, and in it I talked about how you're going to have I mean you've got a matchup of Two rookie quarterbacks, completely different paths. One was the first overall pick in the draft. One, the other wasn't drafted, wasn't signed after the draft. Had to do a rookie tryout just to just to get to a training camp. Didn't make the team. Was sitting at home in week one, and now here he is starting. That is two completely different paths of two quarterbacks. But they're not going to be on the field at the same time. What's really going to be is about what does each quarterback do against the opposite defense. And Arizona has one of the worst passing defenses. They are better at the, at stopping the run. So we got to remember that, that maybe they're saying, you know what, we might not have a good passing defense, but let's take try to take away that run and then make them beat us in the air. You don't know if they're going to do that um, or how they're going to play it. So... Uh, Tom said a good one. How about I want a hundred yard rusher, someone getting a hundred yards. We've only had one all season, uh, except for last week when Snell had 98. So that's, that's interesting. Um, that, uh, as, that would be nice, but I, I like the total as a team a little better than the individual guy. Um, yeah. As not, uh, like, Oh, don't get me wrong. I'm not turning down, you know, a hundred yards from Benny Snell. Um, at all, but um, I was, you know, some people would say, oh, the 63 last week's kind of low. Well, yeah, but when you throw everybody together and we end up with 124, I'll take that. Yeah. I mean, think about it. He had just barely over half of the rushing yards. Yeah. That's okay. I would rather have three running backs each with 50 to 60 yards than one at 120. I mean the the math the math just makes sense that that's what that, that that's that's great and uh, and I also like that they're not wearing these guys down. Oh, something that I don't know if anyone noticed. They had a fullback this past week. At least one play. See, I was and that was on the touchdown. I was listening on the. Re- oh, wait a minute. I do. Um, it was in there. I am thinking it, maybe I did hear that. It was. Trey Edmonds. That's right. They lined him up as a fullback. And honestly, I could see that. If you don't have one otherwise and you want to run one, that's not a bad option. So, yep, here we go. <laughs> Jeffrey knew it. He yep. knew who it was. So, yeah, Trey Edmonds was their fullback. So, what's interesting is, is like they say, when Connor comes back, who's going to get – my question is, who's not going to get a helmet? I mean, you've got white. Uh, Thirty-four was another thing that I talked about in my in my analyzing the uh, the the win by the numbers article. Was that's they had the longest kickoff return of the season with him of thirty-four yards, where they started with the forty-one yard line. Yeah. 
Right. So you want to keep him around. If Edmonds is going to actually play some fullback, you definitely want to have then have Snell and Connor and uh, if Connor's back and Samuels, are, are you are you really going to give a helmet to all five guys? Because I've kind of been surprised that they're giving it to four right now. So there's going to be some questions about if Connor comes back. Now I say yeah. if in the press conference today they talked about Juju and Connor, and unfortunately. According to Coach Tomlin, when it comes to like practice tomorrow, there's more of a chance for Connor than for Juju. And I'd say, unfortunately, because I think the running games, Connor, I mean, both of them would help, but I think getting Juju back is is more important because James Washington has been playing great. Just think about now if you throw Juju in the mix that's with exactly the way Washington play. I was going to ask you that here, given the chance mm-hmm. was, what do you think happens with Juju's numbers now that it, when he comes back, now that teams also have to respect Washington. You still have to give a little bit of love here and there to uh, Johnson, although his game this week was a little too, well, a lot to be, you know, desired. But you're going to have that with a rookie here and there. He still played great as a rookie, I think. But would would still love to to have all three of those guys on the field for Duck. Uh, I kind of like that a little bit. Yeah. Are we going to get uh, yeah. to see it at some point, though? Well, uh, well, Coach Tomlin said that you're going to see, that there's more of a chance to see Connor. Now, Connor was limited for two days last week. My own personal opinion that I threw out there about this is that they they're bringing him back just to work out because it's just the shoulder right now. But I don't think they're giving him any contact. They're wanting to keep him out of contact. And right. I mean, he one more hit and he has to have surgery. So the question is, at what point do you want to bring him back? Okay. Um, here we got another super chat. I'm going to say it. This is that we mentioned this earlier when I was saying when I was when we were button uh, we were busting on Feetner, and that is Coach Randy working with with rookies. Give him credit. That's why I said I think his work with the players is doing great. I just think his play calling needs to be improved. So anytime I bust on him, doesn't mean I think that he needs to be fired. I, I I don't believe that. They don't have anyone that could step in and do that this year, and it would be ridiculous to do it after this year. So uh, that's not what I'm calling for. But some it's funny. I write that article. Some people think that I'm just totally ripping on Feetner, which I was kind of saying the title made it seem like I was ripping on Feetner, I have to admit, because um, people clicked on it then. <laughs> um, but really I was saying – Feetner came into his own in the second half because of the circumstances of the first half that put him there. Yeah, and of course, did. some people still thought that that article, although I was giving all the credit to Duck, is me hating on Duck. But I have another article about that coming up soon. We, with 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 Feetner, just to close that comment out there, with Feetner as well, you know, we expect our players as the season goes to, to, to make improvements and continue to get better. And we need to expect the same things out of our coordinators. Yes. And that's, that's, I think, what we're talking about with Feetner. Hey, come on. You know, your ceiling is much higher than what you're showing us right now. Yeah. Um, let's move towards that ceiling. But here's one. I'm going to throw something else out there because the more, the more I've, I've looked at things and, and thought, well, what if it's this? Well, what if it's that? What if it's Coach Tomlin says, hey, early on, keep us in the game. Okay, we don't have to win it in the first quarter. Just don't lose it in the first quarter. Maybe that's what he's being told. Maybe. And with this offense, that wouldn't be a bad philosophy. I don't agree with it. I think you can you can open up more things later by doing different things 
if you have them guessing, that's what I want them to do. I want them, I want the defense to have to guess. That's all I'm asking is make the defense guess. Okay. I've told the story before the last football game I ever coached was I had a, I had a, I had a team that had that my offensive line never knew who to block and I was their coach and they were They just couldn't do it. So we passed block, we ran spread and we threw the ball every play. The last game of the season, we decided to put in a goal line offense the, on our, in our last practice. And I, and I just put the, I told them zero splits, line up ankle to ankle, say, don't worry about who you're blocking. Just block whoever's there. Bulldoze it. You know, work as a big bulldozer. My goodness, did we? Was it a completely different thing? Um, the quarterback said to me afterwards, "Like, hey, coach, we should start with this tomorrow. They'll never expect it." I'm like, "Yep, that's exactly what we're going to do." I was thinking the same thing. So we came out and did something unexpected, and we ran the ball down their throats the whole game and beat this team that we weren't supposed to even be in a game with. So, hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. That's the thing. Doing the unexpected. So I know I kind of went off. Uh, I did see that we did get also got a dollar from Dill with it. There was no comment with that. If you leave another comment after this, I'll make sure I'll bring it up as your super chat. Um, just in case there was an error with that. Any last numbers before I, I open it up for a couple minutes in the live chat? Um, Doesn't have to deal with run game, with anything. Actually, no. Defensively, we need to continue to, to hit the quarterback, okay? With Murray, you know, he's slippery. He's elusive. Not sure what we could pull out sack number-wise. So, But really, I'm going to say we need to continue to hit the quarterback to make him uncomfortable. I agree. Hey, uh, I think this might be what Dill with it wanted to put with his dollar. He said Fittner, Fittner did not change the play calling. Hodges is simply more comfortable than Rudolph going with the deeper option in those same calls. Those deeper options did not happen in the first in the first half. Not until there was a free play and two minute offense. They just didn't happen in the first half. And I just so the best assumption for me was he wasn't given the opportunity to do them. That's what I was saying. So all I know is that that's not the case in the second half. So I'm starting to say maybe we need to start giving him a pass. Uh, yeah, we got to get pressure, not just pressure. We've got to contain Kyler Murray. We've got to contain Kyler Murray, Murray in this game coming up um, because Coach Tomlin addressed it today. He's like, this is not like Baker Mayfield that extends plays to throw it. They have design runs for him. So he's, he's, he's the real deal. Um, uh, Grayson says kudos to Tomlin about being able to, to coach. I think he's a coach of the year candidate for sure. Oh, that was a dollar 99 in the tip jar. Um, so yeah, I, I like the pressures. I'd like to see the sacks. I think this offense, um, of the Cardinals is one that the Steelers defense can come out and get in their heads and that they can frustrate them. I think they can do it, but they got to they, they got to make the play. We've got $2 from Cody Marshall says Kane and White look impressive. Good pickups. Yeah, that's what that's that's part yeah. of why I say the coaches 
and what they're doing to get them ready is not a problem. You're taking two guys off of practice squads and you're having them play. I mean, you pick them up on a Saturday because you played on a Thursday and you're getting them up to speed to have one week of practice and contribute the very next game. That's a great coaching job in preparation. That is showing me as much as anything as that's what happened against Cleveland the first time. The coaches didn't get to have the prep time to get their team ready because they are prepping them fantastically. I really think they do. I'm, I'm criticizing the offensive game plan at times, but I think we're going to see it. I have, that's my number for this week. My number is three. I think the Steelers are going to at least get a field goal on their first possession. I think it's going to be different. I'd also, like, I'd also like to see, since it came up earlier, how about 30? 30 points, yeah. Let's, let's see the 30 points. Let's see 30 points. Yeah. And you know what? It, part, a lot of the times, we feel like the only way we're going to get that is if the defense scores some of those points, which is really, really tough. I'm trying to, to, to look at the live chat right now uh, for these last five minutes. Um, I got people agreeing with me, and I'm not even sure about which thing it was I said because I've said so many different things. Um, Okay, um, Jeffrey wants to know. He says he. I didn't. I know they were towards the bottom, but he says that they are the worst passing defense in the NFL. What's your over under on the passing yards? Um, I, I wonder. I got mine. You tell me what yours is. If they are truly the worst passing defense in the NFL, put. Uh, I would imagine someplace like Vegas is going to set that number. So either two forty to two fifty. 250 was the number I was going to go with uh, because, like I said, people asked back when Rudolph was starting and winning games in a row, when's he going to hit 300 yards? I, my answer was, I'm like, I don't know that he needs to. Same same with Duck. I don't know that he needs to because if the because the because when you get all those offensive yards, it's because your defense is giving up points and you need them to keep going. This defense does not need a 300-yard passer. Who, who, who watched the game? with that team from up north the other day and that and their loss mm-hmm. who would have thought that Brady's stat numbers would have been what they were at the end of that game I only watched the first half of that game so I didn't even see them starting to come back it, but it it wasn't a comeback it was no. just him gobbling up a bunch of stats at the end of the game throws for 300 plus yards and three touchdowns he didn't he did not play a 300 yard game three touchdown game that's what his stats were but that was not the game that he played so so i'm not worried if we hit 300 yards as long as the yards we're getting are the good yards balancing out with the running attack and most importantly we win yeah yes that's the only number i care about one one victory one victory. I don't care if we throw for negative three yards and rush for 725. I don't care if we throw for 725 and rush for negative three. Let's get one win. Okay. I don't care if the final score is two to nothing. Let's get a win. Okay. I mean, it doesn't distill confidence going forward, but uh, that's just, that's, that's what it is. So I had another question. What were watch numbers and, and how do you, how will he do this week? He's a defensive player of the year candidate. I think, Let's keep that streak going. He's got nine consecutive games with at least a half a sack, longest active streak in the NFL. Uh, let's get him another one on Sunday. Let's get him two on Sunday. How about that? Um, 
but Murray's not an easy guy to bring down. Very next one, I know I have a super chat coming up here. Um, if Hodges gets us to the playoffs and wins a game or two, does he get the opportunity to become the Steelers franchise quarterback? And I'm saying uh, cart horse. <laughs> okay. That's really getting out there because guess what? This is still Ben Roethlisberger's team. Yeah. Until Ben says he's not, he can't come back or he is done, this will always be Roethlisberger's team and everyone else is just waiting. So I think he has the potential to be that player, but it's going to be Ben Roethlisberger's team. Um, let's see if I can find that super chat. So we're almost done here tonight. Uh, while I'm looking for that, any any parting shots of what you got here, bro? I thought I had um, some. Okay. Yeah, there is. It's, to, it's Tom. There it Tom, is. Yeah. Go ahead. So, um, parting thoughts, really just, you know, like to see some good balance, but good offensive output. Would really love to see that 30 points. Let's get that whole 30-point monkey off our back then. And um, let's get another W and keep pressing to the playoffs. Yeah. Tom had $2 in the tip jar. Wants to see 250 100 What's 100 hundred? I got to ask. Do you know, hundred uh, probably a hundred yard rusher, hundred yard receiver. Okay, that's what he meant. Okay, I wanted to make sure I didn't want to that, sound. That's, that's I didn't want to say I'm, it and sound ridiculous. That's why I took that, it too. Well, then I'll say it and see if it sounds yeah. ridiculous. But because we had the hundred yard receiver, that was good. Let's get on. You know, it, it'd be nice to get those individually. I like I said, I'd be more interested in the team stats. But that's I like this. Um, four sacks, two turnovers. Hey, four sacks, two turnovers is kind of the norm for the Steelers. Yeah, it has been. Because that's a number I want to. I'm going to finish with this number, and this is the, to go with this defense. Um, and that is this. How about what were the number of takeaways last year? Fifteen on the season. Yeah, I almost said sixteen. I said no. Wait, fifteen. How many takeaways do they have this so far this season? A lot more than that. Twenty-six, seven. Uh, where are we? Are we? I thought we hit thirty. Did we hit 30? Someone, some, yeah, I thought we hit 30 because I thought we were 28 going into it. Oh, you're right. It was. It was 28 going in. You were talking about you have now doubled the takeaways in three quarters of the games. Talk about a defensive turnaround. Yeah. That's a number to talk about. So with that. I'm sorry we didn't get to do as much with the live chat tonight. We got going off on, on all these other things. I tried to kind of keep up with it as we went. Uh, did a little bit different tonight, but we want to thank you all for tuning in. want to let you know we are on the same schedule with our podcast now. Nothing crazy. Um, the only crazy thing is in a couple weeks when that Buffalo game's bumped back, I'm still waiting to, for confirmation from Brian Anthony Davis that he's still up for going up to that one because that makes it a long night coming home that night. You're still going to be up there for that one, aren't you? Alex and I are still going. There you go. You're taking the daughter up to that one. That's, That's fantastic. Right. Yep. So let's do this, everybody. Let's rally behind this team. There's a, They're getting a lot of talk now of, hey, how in the world is this team that wasn't supposed to do anything doing something? It's funny because a lot of us that knew these other players and are really invested in, in knowing this stuff because we kind of have to for the website, we're thinking, I think the Steelers can still be good, even though with the injuries. And they're, they are. They're doing a great job. Let's get them out there. Let's let's go to the desert, win this game, kind of kind of sure up some stuff with the playoffs. Hopefully, some other things fall into place and give the Steelers a little bit of wiggle room. And, and let's go with it. But we got the same our same lineup of tomorrow night is standard is the standard. Thursday night, 
is the preview Friday night. Yeah, I said it. Saturday is a burning question. I think that might be me this week. Then we're back to the post game, on to the hangover, back to Stat Geek next week. Make sure you're, you're checking out the website. Lots of great stuff coming out there. If you did not read Jeffrey Benedict's article that was out today, you've got to go check it out. Yeah, go check um, that one out. It, it, it was fantastic. You've got to make sure you get that one. So, bro, thanks for, for coming and talking with me again. Before you give Lance Williams sign off, hey, Lance, Benny Power Jets. Benny Power, Power Jets. Jets. I like Jets. that. Benny Power Jets. Power so, Jets. Right, sign in, off. In, in honor of Lance, Make sure you tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe. We'll see you all next time. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.